You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 183. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowton of BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from PhillyVoice.com. The NFL has released the schedule. And as a quick disclaimer, it is only 527 as Brandon and I sit here and record this right now. We have the schedule already. Um, So we're going to talk about it. And hopefully we can have this uh, recording published Close to the actual schedule release at 8 p.m. on what is today? Wednesday? Wednesday night. And my phone is ringing. Who's calling? And that's one of the 15 spam calls that I get every single day. It's just infuriating. Anyway, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Jimmy, uh, if I sound different to the listeners, maybe not different to you, uh, I'm at the beach. So, uh, really good timing by the NFL, you know, to uh, release the schedule <laughs> when I was trying to take a little bit of a vacation. Uh, no one really cares. That's fine. Uh, looking forward to our win-loss predictions. Obviously, extremely accurate, 100% accurate, I would dare to say, and very valuable. I looked at my win-loss predictions from last year for BleedingGreenNation.com, and I think this one on BG and Radio, too. I think I only differed by, like, a game on each because I was kind of between two. And I said 9-7 and seven and 10-6, and six, and clearly – Way off. So I uh, can't wait to see how we do this year. Before we get into the win-losses predictions, I just want to tell you all that BGN Radio brought to you by Rights to Sell and Karaoke. Go to rightstosellin.com. Use discount code BGN15 for 15% off. You can use the same discount code at wildnaturepet.com to get some dog snacks, high-quality dog snacks for your dog. BGN15 for 15% off. All right. Uh, before we get to the schedule, first, one thing I want to note is that we already knew who the opponents were going to be. Before the schedule was was released on Wednesday night, um, and we already knew that the Eagles actually have the easiest schedule in the NFL, at least um, if you look at it in terms of um, their opponents' 2020 combined records. They their opponents had a combined record of 117, 150, and 155 uh, for a winning percentage of 430. Next closest team was the Cowboys. In terms of their in terms of uh, strength of schedule, and uh, they're five fifty two. So five fifty two and five thirty. It's actually a pretty decent gap <laughs> between the easiest schedule and the second easiest schedule. And then I also went ahead and I looked at the point differentials of uh, all the teams that the Eagles will face in twenty twenty one. At least in terms of their point differentials in twenty twenty. Do you do you have any idea what it is? You want to take a guess if you don't. I don't. No, I have no frame. Of Take a guess. I have a question. I have a question for you after you're done okay. with this. Um, I, I, what was this number again? The point differential, the combined point differential for every uh, team on there, and and this it counts twice for, of course, the football team. Okay, Cowboys and Giants. Um, 
total combined point differential in 2020 for their opponents? Negative uh, 500. I don't know. I don't. I have no frame of reference for this. Is. Go ahead. You're cl- you're not you're not far off. 500 even. Is that what you're going with? I'll say 518. Minus 554. Okay. So not bad. They only have three games against teams that had winning records in 2020. They would be the Chiefs, Buccaneers, and the Saints. Uh, They only have five games against uh, teams that had um, uh, a positive point differential. Those same three teams, plus the Washington football team, who they played twice, had a point differential of plus six. And, of course, the Eagles have a last-place schedule, which means Mm -hmm. that they play the teams that finished last in the NFC West, the NFC North. And then, of course, now that there's a 17-game schedule, uh, they will face the last-place team in the AFC East. So for the Eagles, that means the 49ers, which isn't necessarily a good thing this year uh, because they're going to be better this year than they were last year. The Lions, who are going to be terrible this year probably, and the Jets, who are going to remain terrible, I would think. Whereas the football team finished first in the NFC East. They get the Seahawks, Packers, Bills. The Giants finish second. They get the Rams, Bears, Dolphins. And the Cowboys finish third. They got the Cardinals, Vikings, and Patriots. So did you have anything to add sort of before we start going through uh, their schedule game by game? My question for you was, have we seen anyone do the win-loss? You know, because there's – I think the – some have argued the better way to do, you know, strength of schedule isn't on last year's record as okay. much as it is to go by the win loss uh, over unders for like the upcoming okay, for season. Like Vegas. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of like might be a better way to gauge it. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I feel like sharp football used to do that or I haven't, I was, I, I tried to look for, it. I guess I couldn't find it. Maybe I didn't look hard enough, um, but I, I kind of be interested to see that. Cause I think by that, I would be surprised still if the Eagles were the easiest. I think it still might be easier and but I don't I don't think it necessarily would be the easiest by that metric, but I could be wrong. Well, let's do it this way. So like if you look at their if you look at their opponents, like I think there are some teams that are people are clamoring for us be to better get into the win this losses, year. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. All right. But we'll do we'll do it that way. All right. So week one, uh at the Atlanta Falcons that was released uh to the public early on. Uh, in the day on Wednesday, that means that the Eagles will not be playing in London because that was a possibility. Uh, who, who, who the Falcons playing in London? Is it the Jets that I see, Brandon? I don't know. I, I totally didn't see. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, so that's a one o'clock game, September 12th at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, of course, selected Kyle Pitts. They already have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Tough matchup for the uh, what we think will be a an undermanned Eagles secondary. What do you got for a win loss there? Would you say an embattled Eagles secondary? I know you like that word. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yeah, I think that's a tough one. Just, I mean, that's very like chalky to say that, oh, wow, Falcons have great receivers and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. And we'll see if they keep Julio. I think, I mean, why would they trade him? I don't get it. If they're, you know, sticking with this all in thing, it's not like they're rebuilding. It's not like they have like a rookie quarterback right. and they're trying to blow it up. Like, so I feel like he's going to stay. And I just think they're a team that could potentially bounce back this year under a new coaching staff, uh, having all those pieces, a veteran quarterback. The Eagles historically, in recent history at least, don't do well in Atlanta. They're 0 3 in their last three games there. And it's been some close games. But uh, they haven't won since Donovan McNabb was their starting quarterback in Atlanta. And I think it's a tough spot for the Eagles. It's kind of like, hey, welcome back. You know, all the fans are back. They're going crazy. 
you're in Atlanta. It's a tough place to play in that environment. Maybe not always, but in that environment specifically. And it's a 0-1-1 start for the Eagles for me. Yeah, I got a loss too. Um, the game that sticks out in my mind, like an early season in Atlanta game, is of course the Nelson Aguilar drop game. Oh, okay. Uh, and then then the other one back when the Eagles were, you know, coming off that Super Bowl appearance was when Jeremiah Trotter got in a fight pregame. Mm. Forget who it was with. I think it was like it was I greased Jimmy. Well, he was part of it, but I, I there was a. There was a defensive back, I believe, who got ejected along with Trotter. But the Eagles obviously got the worst of that because Trotter was like coming off a Pro Bowl season. But I think it was some scrub defensive back that got tossed for the Falcons. The Falcons won that game. That kicked off a very bad uh, 2005 uh, Eagles season. Anyway, moving on to week two. Eagles have their first home game against the San Francisco 49ers. That is a one o'clocker on Sunday. Who you got in that one? Much to the dismay of my co-host on the SB Nation NFL show, Rob Stats Guerrero, who is a big 49ers fan and okay. basically just tells me how the 49ers are going to go like undefeated this year and, and back to the <laughs> Super Bowl, like no problem. Uh, I think it was winning this one. It's the same kind of thing I just said about Atlanta, except it's Philly's home opener. Fans are going to be going crazy. It's going to be nuts at the link. Uh, people are back in. Obviously, the news this week, too, that the Eagles are expecting full crowds. Uh, full attendance with the city of Philadelphia, you know, kind of reopening and everything. So fully expect that to be the case there. And I think there's just going to be a lot of juice for that game. I, whether well, it doesn't really matter who's a quarterback there. If it's I, was gonna, Jimmy G, I was just going to ask you, who's their quarterback week two? I think it has to be Trey Lance. I just think because, so like financially, why, how could they possibly keep Jimmy <laughs> G? Like he's due, they can save like 19 million or something by like getting rid of him. Like, how can you keep him on your books at that number? Like, that's crazy when he's like not part of your future. So, but even if he starts, uh, I don't care that he's more experienced. Like, I think he stinks. Like, he's not – Jimmy D doesn't scare me at all. Yeah. And then Trey Lance doesn't scare me at all either. His, I think he might have long-term upside. But we're talking about a guy who has, like, 300-something college passes in the FCS. And, like, I'm supposed to be scared of that. I'm not. I think he goes win this game. I got a loss here because I think mm. the 49ers defense is going to be awesome again in uh, 2021. They had a lot of time. I mean, just an absurd number of injuries in 2020, most notably Bosa. So they'll be back and they'll be better. And uh, I think Lance um, will start. You like him. You, you don't, I like him. Like, I think that it's concerning, you know, what you said about the inexperience, A, and then also inexperience. And he's coming from, you know, a lower, lower level of college football. So, yeah, I mean, those two things are n- nothing to just dismiss. But I think he's a really talented player. Uh, I think early on they're going to make it super simple for him. And I think that'll be good enough against uh, a not great back seven uh, on the Eagles defense. So I got a loss there. Uh, you got to win. Why do you so hate you the one fans? One, I got one two. That's my question but, for you. You don't believe in the fans having a, a noticeable <laughs> impact in their first game back in Philly. Just, I do for just, the first five minutes of that game, and okay. then once it starts going badly, they'll be they'll be quiet pretty quickly. <laughs> Well, they won't be quiet. They'll be going. It'll turn the other way. I think right. it's it's either one of two ways in week one or the Eagles home opener. Rather, it's either going to be like fans are freaking like hyped for that game, and it's going to be like playoff vibes for a regular season game, or it's going to be like what we saw with the like fire Howie chance. Yeah, at, I was just going to say, Philly what's the over under for like fire Howie? I mean, it could happen like the first game easily, like easily. If okay, so go if, bad, you, if you say first game, like over under, like what? What time during the game? I think like 
late second quarter. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like halftime maybe. I even. think they got to be down by like three touchdowns at that point. Okay. I'll go I'll take the over on that meaning okay after and like third quarter or fourth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh week 3, it's their first it's their first uh divisional game and then they don't have a long they don't have another one for a long time, but they're in Dallas. It's one of their two primetime games. They play Monday night football against in Dallas week 3 and they play uh, at home on Thursday night football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Usually they get like four or five like primetime games and this is sort of in like i hate covering primetime games nobody cares but like no one cares <laughs> but this is this is an advantage for us i don't think you like cover the prime game the primetime games either right who does yeah it's so, too late <laughs> from a selfish perspective it's uh it's that this is one of the advantage of covering a sucky team so anyway they're especially if they're bad if they're if they're good it's one thing then <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, yeah. but like if they're just terrible it's like come on so that's an eight fifteen or monday night who you got I have the Cowboys winning yeah, this me too. game. <laughs> it's in Dallas. It's uh, I think this is a game where this is Jalen Hurts in primetime, and I think he's going to show up, and I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to go to overtime, but I think ultimately how the heck are the Eagles going to stop CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper? Like, Just look at their secondary and then like tell me how they're going to stop those guys. I, I just don't know. Yeah, their defense is still trash, in my opinion, and their offensive line isn't the strength that it was. It may not even be the strength at all anymore, and I think the Eagles may have a good matchup there. With I think they're still going to have a strong defensive line, so they have an advantage there. But as you mentioned, I mean, there's just too much firepower uh, in that offense for the Eagles to stop, in my opinion. And yeah, with Dak back, that's a that's a that's a tough that's a tough game there. So I got them zero and three at this point. You wow. have them uh, one and two. So then they get... Jimmy, why are you so negative? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm turning into you, uh, yeah. according to our listeners. Uh, week four, back home again. Big Red comes back to Philadelphia. Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs. One o'clocker, CBS, Chiefs, Eagles. Here you got. Patrick Mahomes, prior to the Super Bowl, Jimmy had only lost nine games, including the playoffs, in his career. And not a single one of them by more than one score. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Chiefs pretty good team. And I think in this case, it's going to be another game where the Chiefs do not lose. It's going to be Chiefs win, and Andy Reid advances to 3-0 and against the Eagles. He stays perfect, undefeated against his old team. And uh, it's just tough, man. They're really freaking good. Yeah, I mean, you talk about like we talked about the receivers with Dallas and, and like Atlanta, Julio Jones, um, uh, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. Week two, a little bit of a break. I mean, even the Forty ers have some talent at wide receiver um, and tight end with George Kittle. Obviously, like they're that they're not. It's not an easy offense to stop in terms of their skill position players. And then Dallas, as you mentioned, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and then the Chiefs. You get Tyree Kill, uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Sammy, or it's actually Sammy, I can't even on the team anymore. Anyway, um, uh, Miko Hardman. Hardman. Um, I mean, just all kinds of speed in that offense. So, yeah, like the first quarter of the season, they have uh, some really tough assignments that they're, you know, as as we mentioned, undermanned, embattled, whatever you want to call them, secondary. Nah, uh, could get ugly. 
I mean, they they could they could be like on pace to set like after that after that first quarter of the season, you're gonna see like a lot of like the Eagles are on pace to <laughs> allow X number of yards, and it's gonna be like some astronomical number. All right, uh, week five. So oh oh and four for you, two, oh and four for me, one and three for you. Mm-hmm. They travel to Charlotte, North Carolina, underrated city in my opinion, to take on the Carolina Panthers. Yet another one o'clock game. Who you got there, Brandon? I like Matt Rule. I think he's a good head coach. Okay. And I am glad the Giants didn't get him because I think that would have been a pretty good move for them. I do not like Matt Rule's quarterbacks. Never been <laughs> yes. a Teddy Bridgewater guy. Uh, and Sam Darnold, to me, feels like a total panic move in that I think they were fully counting on getting Deshaun Watson before you know everything came right. out that's going on with him. And they kind of were like, well... We can't do that anymore or can't discount on that. So we have to do like something. And Sam Darnold is just like sitting there. It's not like anyone really like wants him, but he's like there. So they just got him. And uh, I think Sam Darnold is young enough that the book might not be fully written on him. But I mean, he's been so bad. Like I just I'm not counting on him to be any good. And I think I feel better about Jalen Hurts, honestly, than I do about Sam Darnold at this point. So I know that's kind of a basic way to look at it. Um, Oh, another thing about this game. I've watched Devontae Smith quite a bit, Jimmy, as you know, and I saw him cook J.C. Horn quite a bit. So J.C. Horn okay. being there doesn't scare me at all. Uh, I have the Eagles winning this one, going to two and three. J.C. Horn, kind of a surprise pick, by the way, at eighth overall, in my opinion. I thought Sertan was better, whatever. But even I thought I was a little early for, for a guy like J.C. Horn. Anyway, uh, I don't like their roster that much either, in addition to not liking their quarterback. Um I think they kind of did some – I mean, they, they obviously didn't like what they saw in Justin Fields either and like enough what they saw in Mac Jones because I think, you know, quarterback could have still reasonably been on the table even after they – I mean, the trade that they made for Darnold, I thought they gave up way too much as well. So, yeah, I mean, this is a team that I think kind of went for it a little bit when they shouldn't have. Like, just roll with, uh, you know, your bad quarterback for another year, rack up you know, all these draft picks, you have job security. What are you doing? Like just have patience. And they didn't. And uh, they gave up a lot of resources for Sam Darnold. Uh, that's more of a long-term look at that team. I don't know what they're doing, but I actually have a win here. So I have the Eagles beating the Carolina Panthers on the road for their first win of the season. Did you, right. I'm sorry. Did you have a, did you have a win too? Yep. So I have met two okay, and three. So you're you two and three. One and four. I'm one and four. Then they have a short week. They fly back to Philly. And they take on the reigning Super Bowl champion, uh, cheating Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football, their second and uh, last, depending on, I guess, um, uh, schedule changes later in the season. But as scheduled, their last primetime game of the year in week six. Wow. Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Philadelphia. I'm sure the Eagles fans will remind Tom Brady, that at one time he was bereft on the turf. Who you got in this game? So I kind of want to start this out by just talking about the Bucks a little bit, Jimmy. Uh, I will stand by my – you can call me a hater if you want to, and maybe <laughs> I am. But, I mean, like I just feel like the Bucks were really not like the best team in football last year. Like how many, <laughs> right. how many times did that happen, by the way? I've been thinking about that. I had This was a literal shower thought I had the other day. I was like, how many times has Brady won the Super Bowl where like <laughs> – his team wasn't even the best team in the league. Like I'm thinking about when they beat the Rams, you know, most recently with the Patriots and like the Patriots weren't the best team in the league that year. Are you kidding right. me? And even the Bucks last year, like the Bucks were a good team, 
make no mistake about it, good team, but were they like some truly elite, unstoppable team? No. Like, this is a team that was the luckiest in terms of health. Like, they were the healthiest team. They got a losing team, a a team with a losing record in the wildcard round. They got, like, a at his end of his rope, like, totally can't even throw the ball anymore, Drew Brees in the divisional round. They got a, I mean, now they went to Green Bay. It's a legitimate win, of course, but, like, also didn't. That's not a very good roster. I mean, they're, they're being carried by Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Well, that and, like, I mean, they th- the coach threw the game away. Like with Aaron yes. Rodgers, like having Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, you decided to kick a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. Like just like <laughs> they're stupid. probably gonna lose that game anyway. But I'm with you that they made a, an asinine decision there. Still, for sure. Um, so, and then obviously, like they get the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, where their offensive line totally just cratered. Like right, like the you know the two weeks before the game, and you know Mahomes again has his like worst game maybe ever because of that. Because right. the offensive line is so bad. Um, so anyway, all that being said, I'm going to take the Bucks to win because I still think they're good. <laughs> I still think you know Brady's going to hold up, and they they've retained like most of that core. So again, I don't think they're this elite team that's going to like repeat as Super Bowl champions, but I still think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, uh, easy loss here for me. I mean, I, I don't care. Okay. I mean, it's just a loss. I mean, it's Tom Brady. It's just a, it's just a loss. So two and four, one and five. Let's take a break here because we're already uh, a little more than 20 minutes in here. Well, we'll, we will go to break. But first, I will tell you about Right to Sell and Craft Turkey, Jimmy, which you can get at righttosellin.com. It's a great snack. I mean, look, I'm at the beach. I'm at LBI. I'm having a great time, even though the Eagles are making my life. uh, Well, not the Eagles. It's not their fault. Eh, Maybe the NFL. Well, I mean, you have the Steven Nelson rumor out there. They released their jersey numbers on the same day of the schedule when they could have just like done that literally any other day. Right. Space it out, uh, guys. Come on. We need content. Come on. Here. Like it's it's ruining <laughs> everyone likes the jersey number analytics podcast. Yeah. That's all I can I do. And now like I can't I can't do it right now because we're we're trying to focus on the schedule. So blame the Eagles. But anyway, uh if you want a good snack to kind of combat all the frustration that you might have in your life, like I, I clearly have right now. Or if you just want to relax, either way, right to selling.com, get yourself some right to selling craft jerky, BGN 15 for 15% off at checkout. Also, again, same discount code. If you have pets, get them some high quality ingredient dog treats by going to wildnaturepet.com using the same discount code BGN 15 for 15% off. Why not try it? You're helping support the podcast, getting a good quality product. It's a win, win, win. So go do it. Jimmy, back after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Back here on BGN Radio, episode 183. I really was sad that I did not point out or make some kind of Blink-182 reference on episode of BGN 182, which is the last one. So uh, that's on me. Uh, Mark Hoppus, friend of the show, I would like to think. Eagle Sand. Uh, so there you go. Jerk. I made up for it. Not him, you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, week seven, uh, the Eagles have, they, they begin a two-game road trip, uh, the first of which is in Las Vegas, where, you know, when the schedule comes out, that's going to be like the the trendy thing for Eagles fans to say, I'm going to Vegas. Vegas, baby. Let's go watch the Eagles in Vegas. And uh, they take on the Raiders there. It's a late game, of course, 405. Um, very good offense. Trash defense. Who you got? Not Raiders a very good bench. offense. It's a good offense, but it's a trash defense. How did they go 8-8, eight eight, by the way? <laughs> I was looking at their schedule, and I was just like, this team is so juiceless. This has, the Raiders have no juice <laughs> to me. They just don't, Jimmy. Like, I, like what is intriguing about them? I just – I. Like other than the most intriguing thing about this game is what you hit on. It's the road trip aspect for Eagles fans. Like yes. the, the actual Raiders themselves, like who cares? Yeah. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback to have in the NFL. He let me be clear. He is not the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's the worst quarterback to have because he is good enough that you don't get rid of him, but right. he's not good enough to actually win anything meaningful. Yeah, yeah. So I like, like I like that phrasing. Thank you. Um I had this game as a total coin flip because I just don't feel strongly about the Raiders at all. Like I think they're just kind of a whatever team. I think they could show up, they could turn in a good game, they could beat up on the Eagles if they're bad. They could also turn in a stinker. So this is this game I look at in the context of the next game, which I guess we can talk to a little bit there. Um, as much as more than I do in the, the single of this, but since we're doing that activity, I'm, I'm marking a loss here. It's a, it's on the road. Since I'm kind of I don't know which way to lean, I'll just lean that it's on the road. It's a loss. I got a win here. Um, okay. I just don't like this team at all. I don't like their roster. I don't like their players. And like their you coach. mentioned, Derek Carr is fine. Yeah, and I don't like their head coach. And uh, I mean, I like Mike Mayock, but uh, they've yeah. had some bad drafts. And I think the bad drafts stacked on top of each other for a while are eventually going to bite them. Um, and they just don't have enough talent. So I think the Eagles are uh, – I think they can win this game. And I think it's going to be one of those games where there's – 
I don't know because I have them going one and five up to this point. So it's not going to be like, like in 2017 going on, like going to road games was crazy. Like the, um, the LA chargers game was nuts in that soccer stadium. There's like 90% Eagles fans. The other LA game against the Rams when Carson got hurt, like that was nuts. There was the giants game late in the season where they actually caused um, a false start. When the Giants were, I think they're at the Eagles three yard line to like at the yep. end of the game, they caused a false start because the Eagles fans are so like this is in the Meadowlands. And then mm. it was a, you know, whatever in goal from the eight and they, they couldn't get it in. The Eagles fans like played a big part in that. And there was just like five or six games that year on the road where there were more Eagles fans or, or more Eagles fans than, than the home team fans. I don't think you're going to see much of that this year, but I do think that this is one of those games where there are going to be a ton of Eagles fans there because people are just going to book that before the season begins and they're just going to go anyway. Cause why wouldn't you go to Las Vegas? It's not like you know, you're going to book that trip and you go, I'm not going now because they're one and five or whatever, or whatever they are, one and five, two and four, whatever you want to call it. So like, uh, I do think they're going to be out in full force there. And I think that's a win against a team that, I mean, again, like, I don't know how they went eight and eight last year. <laughs> they, like they, they finished eight and eight. They beat the chiefs at one point. So yeah. I don't know. I, uh, they I, almost I, beat I them twice. I, what's that? Yeah. They almost beat them twice. They almost right. beat yeah. Like they played them really, they, they could have won the second game. It was like within grasp <laughs> of them doing that. And, uh, I will say this is the first time the Eagles are ever playing in Vegas. I mean, I think people already knew that, but just, you know, that's again, that's like where the, this matchup holds the most intrigue to me is about like that and not actually the opponent. Okay. And then the following week, uh, week eight, they head to Detroit to yes. take on the hapless ankle biting or is it knee biting or ankle biting uh, Detroit Lions. It could be both, but it is knee. <laughs> it's knee. Okay. It's going to bite off the knee. They're going to bite off the Eagles kneecaps. Kneecaps uh, specifically, yes. So they're in Detroit. Detroit now has Jared Goff. They, of course, traded uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, they released Carryon Johnson. Is this the Carryon Johnson revenge game? Ooh. Could be if he makes the team, which is not a guarantee. Um, <laughs> it's probably touched on that a little bit. What do you think of the carry-on pickup? Because we didn't talk about that on last week's BGN. Yeah, right? I think it's fine. Like, I think he's better than Jordan Howard. So... Sure. Why not? And it's like one of those players because I said I, I, I saw there was a report that like the Dolphins put in a claim on him too. I'd imagine there were maybe other teams that did as well. But this is like yeah, the I kind mean, of guy a, that like he was a second round pick. Yeah, I mean this is a guy. This is the kind of player that you find out like oh the Eagles put a claim in on him, but they had you know they made they made the playoffs so they were too far back in the waiver order to get. Like, this is the kind of it's the kind of like player that they don't normally get because they don't normally go four eleven and one. So like I think it's a perfectly fine pickup. He's I mean, there's no risk. The Lions pick up the dead money portion of his salary, so the Eagles only owe him his base salary in twenty twenty one, which I forget what it is. I think it's a like one point something. Um I mean he's cheap, he's no risk. If he if he doesn't make the team, you cut him with no penalty whatsoever. Um, and I liked him as a person too. Like, did you watch his interview? I didn't get a chance yet because I am at the beach, Jimmy. I'm trying to okay. get a little bit easy, but, uh, he, I, I know I have some Lions fan friends and they have told me like, like Philly's going to love him. He's like a fun personality. Yeah. Very cool to talk to, uh, in his initial interview. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that pickup. Like who cares? It's, it's a, you get a free look at him in training camp and if you like him, you keep him. If you don't, then he's gone. I, so my quick thing on it is that I, I think it kind of became like a straw man that like 
Because I, yeah, I guess because it, it was Matthew Barry's tweet. It was Matthew Barry's tweet about like, oh, the Eagles picked up Carryon Johnson. That's the nail in the coffin for Miles Sanders. And I don't know. I feel like maybe he was talking about that from a fantasy perspective. I don't know, but I obviously don't agree with that. It's not the nail in the coffin for Miles Sanders. <laughs> but what I will say that I think is interesting and meaningful is that the Eagles have made investments in pass catching running backs in the form of Kenny Gainwell and the form of Carryon Johnson, and that is an area where Miles Sanders did like unquestionably struggle last year. And I think it's kind of a hedge, or at least it's kind of like a competition thing. It's like, hey, like, Miles, like, you know, you got to pick this back up, dude. And if you don't, like, we have other guys here, and they could potentially take that role. So, like, we're going to need you to step it up. So, anyway, um, getting actually to the game, though, you're you're asking me about the Lions game. So, the way I kind of think about this is the I think the Eagles are going to split these games. I think they're going to – I think they're going one and one between the Raiders game and this game. I think the Lions are a little bit more frisky than people are giving them credit for. Okay. I don't like golf. Um, I think that offensive line they've they've got like they've done. I, I like the Sewell pickup. I think yep. they're building the right way. Um, I think the Campbell thing, especially earlier on the season, might work for them just in terms of, like this rah rah guy, some energy. Uh, I'm not and oh, but it's also Jimmy. I mean, we're talking about the carry on. Johnson revenge game. It could be the Deuce Staley revenge game. You know, going up against the team like that the never Darius gave him Slay the chance. Revenge game too. Darius Slayer Vince game. Although it's not Matt Patricia there anymore, so I don't think he cares. That takes the juice out of it for sure for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have them, since I had them losing to the Raiders, I'll have them beating the Lions here. Yeah, I got a win for the Eagles here. So okay. uh, you got a win there. I got a win there. So we're and even now, right? We're at three and yeah. yeah, we're each at three and five. And let me take a moment here to just discuss advantages, disadvantages of the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Because what you have here is the halfway point of the season. And, kind of. Sorry, what was the point that I was going to get to here? Well, the halfway point. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Normally, it would be the halfway point like after eight games. So after the first eight games, they play. They have five road games. They have played five road games, rather. And then the, the three home games that they have are the, are the three teams that have played in the Super Bowl the last two years in the Chiefs, Buccaneers, and 49ers. So mm-hmm. even though we discussed at the top of the podcast that it's the easiest schedule in the NFL based on 2020 records, the first half of the season, or the first eight games of the season, rather, um, it's definitely more difficult than their second part of the season. And each year I make the point that, you know, I think that, like, ideally you'd prefer to get your weaker opponents early in the season. And maybe, or maybe better stated, like you prefer to get your stronger opponents uh, later in the season because, you know, the NFL, as you mentioned earlier, it depends so much on injury luck and, you know, early season, good teams becoming late season, bad teams is sort of a more common, it's like a more common occurrence than early season, bad teams becoming late season, good teams. So you may as well get the bad teams early and the good teams late since like the good teams might lose a quarterback or whatever. Does that, does that make sense? <laughs> does that make sense to you? So, sure. uh, uh, yeah, I think they, that that's, if there's one, you know, disadvantage that I would put in, in the schedule is that they get the harder teams up front. And then, I mean, not that the Raiders or lions are harder teams or whatever, but they are road games and Dallas is a road game. Atlanta is a road game. Carolina is a road game. And then, you know, as we mentioned, 49ers chiefs, Buccaneers are the three home games. So, um, in the second half of the season, you know, or beginning week nine rather, uh, and beyond it gets, you have a couple hard teams in there and the chargers and the saints, but the rest, I mean, it's Broncos, giants, jets, 
football team, Giants football team, Cowboys. You have five divisional games in those six final games, plus the Jets. So, like, it gets pretty easy during the back half of the schedule if you want to call, you know, um, road games easy or whatever. Or, excuse me, uh, divisional games easy. But um, anyway, uh, let's move on to week nine where the Eagles come back home after the two-game trip against the Raiders and Lions, and they host the Los Angeles Chargers. Who you got? I could, I could not be more confident that this is a loss for the Eagles. <laughs> okay. I am all in on the Chargers, Jimmy. I have said boldly, maybe so, on the SB Nation NFL show that I have the Chargers winning the AFC West this year. I really like really? Justin Herbert. I think, okay. I think Justin Herbert's the real deal, and he's – Dude, he thrived last year behind one of the worst pass-blocking offensive lines in the NFL. And I think Tom Telesco, the Chargers GM, is kind of underrated. And he had, I think he had a great offseason. He rebuilt that offensive line. They added Slater. They added uh, that left guard from the, the Steelers or one of the guards from the Steelers. Like, they've, they added um, Lindsley from the Packers. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they rebuilt that offensive line. And I think, like, like Herbert was thriving. They get James back. Jordan James is back, and I know the Chargers like are that team every year. They're like, this is going to be their year, and then it never <laughs> right. is because they all get this for real this time. I, and I, I think uh, Brandon Staley too. I kind of I like this new coaching staff that's there. Um, I I mean just like like I was I'm intrigued by Staley. Just looking at how good that Rams defense became because like I thought they were going to fall off after losing Wade Phillips. Like Rams defense like took another step forward mm-hmm. last year. They did, and I don't think that was just like just because Aaron Donald and their secondary was really excellent. Good. Yeah, like like players who are lesser players in theory like were thriving under him. So I think he might be just a good head coach. And uh, I like that setup that they have there. So I have the Eagles losing. Yeah, I have a loss there too. I think the Chargers are a very talented team. And uh, like you mentioned, I thought they made some um, – I thought they found good value at positions of need both in the draft and in free yeah. agency. Um, so, yeah, I have, I have a loss there as well. Um Eagles then traveled to Denver, week 10, to take on the Broncos. Tough team to kind of figure out, the Broncos. Yeah. Is is Aaron Rodgers playing for this team? Because he (laughs) might. He might be. Uh, If Drew Locke is starting for them, I'm not really too scared. Although, you know, you're thinking about like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton going up against this Eagles secondary. Maybe they're not. Maybe not the most comforting thought. I mean, Drew Locke can do like some things, I guess. I'm not the, his biggest fan, uh, but I mean, I, I don't think Rodgers. He was is going good in 2019. He, his rookie year, like he finished that season strong, and then sure. la- and then last year, like he was bad. He was downright bad. Like he had, he was like on the same level as like Carson Wentz. I saw uh, in that uh, Football Outsiders adjusted interceptions thing, Locke was a little bit unlucky. Um, okay. Whereas Wentz was actually lucky, and <laughs> he still led the league in interceptions. Like, yeah. Wentz could have had an even worse year in terms of like dropped interceptions. Anyway, who, why are we talking about Carson Wentz to me? I actually think that's anymore. worth discussing real quick because I remember I like, like I thought that was uh, the, I read. Did you read like their methodology on how they kind of determine what is a, you know lucky in terms of interceptions thrown and whatever? We'll get into it. it. It's legit. I don't have it in front of me, but like okay. if you actually read it, like it's legit. Whereas like in the past, we've made fun of that kind of thing. Like with like, for example, like 
uh, do you call it, is it, is it Ken? Shout out Ken Faye. Ken Faye. He like put out like, you know, Carson Wentz had the most interceptable passes, uh, blah, 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 blah. And as a statement, you know, you can read that and you go, oh, well, that's concerning. But then he made the mistake of actually showing video of what he was considering. <laughs> he showed like all the Carson Wentz interceptable passes. And it was like laughable, like what he was considering. And this, this, this is not last year, of course. This is like previous mm. years. And like, he just rightfully got crushed by Eagles fans killing his work for that. But if you look at the Football Outsiders methodology on what they considered um, interceptable pass, and then also forgave like interceptions that were actually thrown that were like tipped at the line or tipped Hail by Mary. Like, or like a drop by a receiver that popped in the air and defender picked it off or whatever. Like he forgave, they were like, they forgave those interceptions. So it's, it's Vince Verhe. Yep. How do you say it? Like he's good. Like he's a legitimately like good writer. So uh, I trust uh, his analysis on that. But yeah, they, he basically had Wentz as, I mean, Wentz had the most turnovers in the league in 2020 even though he was benched for the last quarter of the season so like it's not surprising that he if you add in the luck factor that he was also the you know would have led the if you factor in luck he also would have led the league in uh interceptions as well so not surprising but it does kind of back up what we all saw in 2020 yeah good luck colts and maybe a good thing for the eagles draft pick and also i think a good thing for the eagles just like Probably because they're just like, hey, they're probably not going to get this bad quarterback production again. Probably not. Like it was really so. Not right. only like was it really bad, but it's uh, a low bar it was, to clear. It was, it was really yes. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. So why don't we move on to the Saints game, Jimmy? Well, what did you have there? Lo- oh, sorry. So I, I have Rodgers going there, and okay. I have it as a loss. So I have the Eagles at three and seven. I have a loss too. It's a tough place to play. Uh, I've never that, been there, by too, the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to going there. Uh, not that anyone cares. Uh, back home against the New Orleans Saints. Now, before we get into that, like, I think there are some teams last year that had bad records that are going to be better this year. Like the Niners mm-hmm. were what six and ten. They're going to be better than that this year. Cowboys were. Maybe. They're going to be better than six and ten. Okay, come on. We'll see. I mean, they're trotting out. Nick, they lost to the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, man. They played. They're playing Nick Mullins. Uh, Cowboys are going to be better than they were last year. Uh, who else we got? Falcons will probably Falcons were four and twelve. They're going to be better than they were last year. But here's the team in the Saints. They lose. Drew Brees is gone. Who's their starting quarterback? Like, is it Taysom Hill? Is it both? Is it James Winston? Winston? Like, they're not going to be as good. Obviously, I mean, you take away <laughs> you take Drew Brees out of the equation, and we all we both agree that like, I mean, you said earlier like he could barely throw the ball in the playoffs, but I mean. He was still way better than Taysom Hill or, I mean, the Eagles beat Taysom Hill. So uh, it's it's a team that's going to be interesting to watch and like a pretty hateable team, (laughs) the New Orleans Saints. So I think that like people are going to enjoy their downfall if that begins to happen this year, but they come into Philly uh, like they did late in the season uh, last year when the Eagles uh, beat them, as I just mentioned, what do you got here? Uh, South Jersey Joe, Jimmy. Comes into the game. Hurts has to miss this game. He's injured. Okay. Joe Flacco comes in and he delivers a win. Ooh, okay. The Saints. All right. Uh, that's not really a vote of confidence in Joe Flacco as much as I think the Saints, <laughs> like, they're going to be bad, right? I mean, if this is if these are their starting quarterbacks, like, how are we possibly expecting them to be good? For as bad off as the Eagles were in their cap situation this offseason, the Saints were substantially worse. Like they had to, they had to shed all kinds of money. Uh, they were at one point, like 
70 or 80 million over the cap. So uh, they had, I mean, they just had to completely kind of tear down their roster. And uh, I'm with you. I think this is a win for the Eagles. I think it's going to be a, uh, I think the, the, I think the day of reckoning is here for the New Orleans Saints and they're going to be bad this year. So we both All have right. them at so, four and seven. Uh, right. You have them one, two, three, four wins. One, two, three, four. Five, I have them at four and seven. seven. Yes. Four and seven. Yeah, I know. We're both, I do. We're both we both are four and seven. So okay. I have them actually so, going uh, four and three after an zero oh and four start. You have their wins kind of spread out a little bit more. Um, so let's do right. this game and then take a break because then we'll uh, it'll be six. You know, we'll do the final six. Okay, the, that's fair. Eighteen weeks. Uh, so, so <laughs> week 12, the Giants were begging the NFL to give them the Eagles week one, which is still hilarious to me that they're complaining about the Eagles tanking. <laughs> the, like they were what, 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 what they were six and 10 last year. And they're, yeah. they, they had a point differential of minus 77 and we they're mad to that, make the playoffs. <laughs> they're mad that a division rival, no less didn't, uh, didn't go all out to beat uh, the Washington football team. And by the way, it worked out for the Giants that the Eagles beat them. Yeah. Because, and we went, we mentioned this in the podcast. I think you mentioned in the podcast the last the last time around. But, like, yep. they don't get the Bears deal if uh, – yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're picking at what? Pick 19 if they win the division? So they don't get an extra 2022 pick from the Bears. might be bad next year or this year, too. So that might be a high pick from the Bears – uh, for the Giants, you know, so the Eagles actually did them a favor by tanking in that game because the Giants had just gotten stomped out in the wild card round by the Buccaneers. Like it didn't matter who was playing yeah. the Buccaneers in that game, whether it was the football team or the Giants. Or against, like, who cares? Like you wanted, you wanted to get into the playoffs as a six and ten team, get wiped out and have the nineteenth pick. Like the Eagles helped you out, you nerds. <laughs> anyway, Good censorship uh, <laughs> there. Kind of stop myself there from saying a bad word. Uh, anyway. Uh, Giants uh, on the road. Is it on the road? Yeah, it's on the road. Uh, yep. 1 p.m. game. They are thirsty for blood yep. against the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you got? So another thing to what you said, like if the Giants win the game, maybe they have to deal with Justin Fields in the division because maybe Washington has them, you know? Mm-hmm. If, like, So that could be a situation they wouldn't love. Also, so two thi- a couple more things on the Giants calling to play the Eagles. Like the, the Eagles own this team still. Like they beat them last year. Like, <laughs> right. like it's like dominance. Right. I, I was looking back the last forty-two games, Jimmy. The Eagles are thirty and twelve against the Giants. <laughs> like this has been for a while now. So like, yeah. And then just, I think you kind of touched on this. Decades, or if not. Yeah. So not only do they own them, but the other part of it, I guess the other the flip side, maybe you could say, uh, this runs counter to what I was just saying. But like, how tough are the Giants for calling out a four eleven and one team? Like, yeah, come on, you know, we want you bring bring them on <laughs> this team that was the worst team in the worst division in sports maybe ever last year. Like we bring you, like we want you in week one, you know, like, right. where's the guts in that? So I, I just thought that was funny, but uh, I think the giants, as much as we make fun of that, I think like Joe judge is the total kind of coach that we know that like, we'll have them extra amped for yeah, this yeah, game. Yeah. And like, Maybe at the expense of overlooking another game. Like this this is like their Super Bowl. Like they really do want this game. <laughs> yes. And I believe like they will want this one really badly and I'll give them the win. I also have the Eagles taking the loss here. Uh as much as I'd love to see the Giants, you know, have this game circled on their schedule all year and then they lose. Like that'd be hilarious to me, but I do think yes. they're gonna win this game at home. Because also the fans are gonna be like going they're yep. gonna be fired up for this game too. Like they're very angry yeah. at the Eagles. 
They um, want it more than the Eagles do. The Eagles don't care. Losers, like, they don't. That, losers. They the Eagles fans couldn't care less. By the way, like the yeah. Eagles, like do, Eagles fans do not have this game circle on their schedule. Like even no. a little, like they don't, they don't care. Like don't care. I don't think there's any. Yeah. There's really there really aren't any games that the Eagles have circled. Well, maybe 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 Vegas because they want to go there, <laughs> but otherwise <laughs> no. Like there's no game that like the Eagles fans are fired up about. I don't think. Like, would you agree with that? Yes. All right. Uh, so we both have losses. Uh, you have them. We'll go to break here in a second. We'll, you know, one, two, three, four. So you have them at four and eight. Yep. I also have them at four and eight. Hmm. Great stuff. <laughs> Here's All right, me let's... and my daughter singing about Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors, Roach Realtors. Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. She's the greatest. 856-906-9295. Back here on BG and Radio episode 183. Jimmy, let's close this out with the final six weeks, which are only five games since the bye week in here. Yes. Uh, all right. So after the Giants, the Eagles uh, go back to. Do you think? Do you think they'll stay in in North Jersey all week so they don't have to travel <laughs> back to Philadelphia? Are you kidding? Or I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> I am indeed joking. Uh, but they play the Giants and they play the Jets uh, back at the Meadowlands the following week. By the way, we should also mention the preseason schedule, which uh, I have. Week one, Steelers. Uh, Steelers. That's at home. Week two, Patriots, also at home. And then week three, they're at the Jets. So um, one point I wanted to make here too as well, like uh, I should have made this point after the Broncos game, but the amount of travel that the Eagles have to do this year is like extraordinarily minimal. So they only have six flights on uh, like 10 total road games if you include the preseason uh three of their flight destinations to atlanta charlotte and detroit like atlanta or excuse me charlotte and detroit they're like fewer than two hours away atlanta's probably a little more than two hours and then um you know vegas denver and dallas like they're both you know anywhere between like three and four hours so like they're not going to the west coast at all like they're most of their flights are short and then once you get past Denver, which what week is that? Is that week ten? I think nine, week nine, somewhere ten. in there. They don't ten. fly week again. Ten. So the last eight weeks of the season, so the, yeah, they're week nine. The last eight weeks of the season, they don't fly because they're home against the Saints, at Giants, at Jets, bye week, football team at home, Giants at home, football team on the road. That's a train ride, and then the Cowboys at home. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> where like they you don't have a flight in eight weeks from my perspective like that's awesome like that i don't have to get on a plane for for the final eight weeks of the season especially in a year where like they're not going to be good so like i think that's a pretty significant advantage to, like i think that's like a legit advantage for the eagles this year if they can like get like where we both have them right now at four and eight that wouldn't be horrible for them like assuming there isn't like an nfc east team that like that that, that, that doesn't like runs away with the division like they're set up with this crap back of the end, back of like back of the season uh, schedule 
where like they can compete potentially for the division, even if they're like four and eight at this point. So anyway, getting back to the, uh, to the game, uh, they're at the jets, the jets, of course, drafted, uh, Zach Wilson and his crazy mother, um, in the, uh, the, the second overall pick, uh, how do you see this one going? The Eagles have never lost to the Jets, Jimmy. That's true. Perfect 11-0 and 0 in the regular season, of yep. course. And I don't – that doesn't mean they can't lose to the Jets here. But uh, why am I going to start predicting otherwise now? Now, I like Robert Sala. I think he's going to be a good head coach. Uh, but I'm not totally sold in Zach Wilson. I think he has good upside. I, like, I think the upside is intriguing, but I don't know how good he's going to be as a rookie. I think that Jets roster could still use some work. I don't know if they're re- really still ready to win right now. And thus, I have the Eagles winning this game. I have an Eagles win there as well. So we both got them at five and eight. Um, they have a lot to fix. Like that, that roster is still really bad. Um, and they're going to get good. Like I think they made. I think Joe Douglas had a really good draft, and I think they've made smart moves. Their offensive line's getting better, but that's going to take some time to materialize, and they're just not going to be good again this year. Uh, okay, so bye week in latest possible. The latest possible <laughs> right. bye week you can is get. It, week you know 14. that for sure. I'm pretty sure. I think it used to be week 13. I was looking that up, but uh, I think with the expanded schedule, now it's week 14. Okay. What do you think about that? Like, is that, I don't, I don't know if that's an advantage. If it's up, like, is it too late? If I'm not mistaken, the last time the Eagles had a really late bye week was in 2013 when they made the playoffs. You okay. Know, uh, Chip's first year and they made that run. And maybe it was kind of an advantage there, give them that little extra rest before they could make a late season push. I think in that sense, it could be. You know, it all depends. Like, if the team is really banged up and maybe, okay, they can use that week and they can kind of, uh, get things right and go into this final stretch with a really good focus. I mean, you could spin it like that. I I think it's better in general to have it towards the middle and as opposed to an extreme. But yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, what it's about better you? than getting it early. Like, you know, what's the earliest you can get it? Is it four or five? Week four. Like the Eagles had in 2016. It was just okay. total. It was that was awful. They had that three no start. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, that, the bye did more harm than good. Derailed the season. <laughs> it did. It actually kind of did. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the buy there, uh, again, yeah, not, 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 in a, not in a good spot necessarily, but I don't think it's a bad spot either. If, again, if they're still alive at that point, like if they're five and eight, as we both have them right now, and they have four games left, they have a reasonable chance to win the division. Like that buy will really come in handy. I think. Do you know why we use the term buy, by the way? I don't know. Isn't that kind of interesting? Like, I was like, why did I was thinking that today? When I, so I, I looked it up. And I didn't, I didn't I actually didn't hear you, actually, you. You cut out there for a second. Oh, sorry. Uh, what, what was the reason for the buy? So basically, uh, I, I was looking it up because I was curious. And this probably is not worth the, uh, I mean, everyone can just look it up themselves. But the short of it is like, it's actually like an old term. I think it goes back to like 1940. And there was something about like coursing, some kind of old sport with like animals, like hunting or something. Like I was kind of just skimming through it. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I think it wasn't even like buys and goodbye. It's kind of like by more like by standing, like, like, you know, kind of like standing by, like not being involved. So <laughs> okay. even though there's an E in there. So I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird, but it's kind of funny. Like we all just use this word and right. like, I don't think anyone knows why. So it's I just true. Like I never was, even thought about it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone just so, accepts uh, it as like a yeah. As, as that's what, not a normal that, thing. What that we, week is. We don't use that like for like vacation. I'm taking a bye. You know what I mean? Like we specifically <laughs> use it like in sports. Right. Like we don't just say like bye. So I thought that was weird. Anyway, let's wrap this up, Jim. All right. So we got four games left, and they're all divisional games. First one is against the Washington Football Team. Who you got? 
And the date yet to be decided on this one, right? Oh, yes, that's true. So, yeah, so uh, I don't know if (laughs) – well, the schedule that we that, that we got early says uh, December eighteen or nineteen. I don't know if that'll change when the schedule okay. is actually released at eight o'clock. I don't know, but uh, for now it's eighteen or nineteen. I guess that's because you know that's the part of the season where like college games aren't being played anymore. So yeah, they'll play either on Saturday or Sunday. Saturday, uh, probably if it's like relevant and they want to feature that, and maybe Sunday yes. if, to if it's hide not. it. Yeah, if they would just yeah, exactly. So. Football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick is their new quarterback. We've debated that, whether that's a good move for them. I think it's fine in that you can just establish the culture of winning when they've been a doormat for a while. But at the same time, they're in you know quarterback purgatory. They're not going anywhere until they find a long-term answer, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think they're going to be a decent team this year. Who do you got? I think the safe projection is to say that for at least one of the games, Ryan Fitzpatrick will get hot as he does against the Eagles. Maybe that was more <laughs> yes. of like a Jim Schwartz thing, but like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, even before Schwartz though, even when Fitzpatrick was like what on the Bengals way back when, and they tied, and uh, I don't know, Fitzpatrick just he kind of scares me when he gets hot, and I think the Eagles could lose to Washington, so I have them losing here, and I have them thus dropping to five and nine. Washington's roster is much better. Uh, than the Eagles roster, in my opinion. And while I'd rather have Jalen Hurts than Ryan Fitzpatrick, just given the choice between the two players, uh, I would give Fitzpatrick, eh, I don't know if I'd give an edge there, but um, I think the Washington roster is better than the Eagles roster, uh, basically across the board. So, yeah, I think that's a loss, a uh, home loss uh, to the football team in, what would that be, week 18, 17, 15. 15. So week 16, they stay at home again. And they face the New York Giants, who are, of course, thrilled with themselves for beating the Eagles uh, three week or three or four weeks prior. Um, they were able to beat the <laughs> the formerly four eleven and one Eagles. <laughs> they uh, get their rematch again. The Eagles get the rematch against them uh, in Philadelphia the day after Christmas, December twenty sixth, one p.m. game. Who you got? For Christmas, the Giants are actually going to get a banner and they're going to hang it up in their stadium. Like, we beat the Eagles this year. We got our revenge. <laughs> That's right. Um, but the Eagles are not getting swept by the Giants. I don't care. Like, Jimmy, the Eagles might be, like, in a situation where they're, the, like, the worst team in sports and people think they can't win a single game that year. I would have them at least with one win over the Giants because the Eagles are not getting swept by the Giants. That's just not happening. So, win here. Six and nine. Yeah, I have them getting swept by the football team, spoiler, and I have them getting swept by the Cowboys, spoiler. Then I'm going to get swept by all three divisional teams. So I And also, especially not the Giants. I also have a win here for the Eagles. We have too many uh, similarities here coming down the stretch here. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Week 17, they take the train down to Landover, Maryland, where they face, once again, the football team. What do you got? This is going to be a game where a lot of Eagles fans show up to FedEx Field, as they typically do when they're allowed to do so. Do you think so? so? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, th- I don't even think it matters. And I think it potentially, too, the Eagles Hung over be from the, the Mummers Parade? This is January 2nd, by the way, this game. Well, that's a fair point. But uh, <laughs> I think it's a situation where the Eagles are potentially still in the mix in the playoff picture, even if just hanging on by a thread because the East might be bad. And I think Fitzpatrick, for as much as he can have good games, he can also have really bad games. And he could go the opposite way late in the season. And I'm just going to say that the Eagles split 
it's a very chalk thing to do to have the uh you know you split the division games it's just like a, a natural thing okay and uh i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna say they lose or sorry they win and thus advance to seven and nine i got a loss here uh so i got them at six and ten and then finally dallas cowboys uh this season extends into two weeks into uh january january 9th uh one o'clock or for now eagles hosting the dallas cowboys Maybe this has some uh, divisional implications. It'd be funny, actually. Uh, I'm going to steal a joke from another friend of mine. Uh, my apologies to him. Uh, but it'd be funny if the Eagles uh, tanked this game and the yes. Giants <laughs> once again did not get into the playoffs. Uh, but I have the uh, I have the Eagles losing this game to the Cowboys either way. So I have the Eagles winning this game, Jimmy. Ah, and a parallel. In a parallel to the Eagles' last first-year head coach season, you know, which is Doug Peterson, 2016, remember it was kind of a rough year for the Eagles, but they finished strong. They went uh, with two straight wins in their final two weeks, even though obviously one was helped by the Cowboys not playing their starters. But still, uh, it was kind of like a a nice note to a, like, not necessarily disappointing. I mean, disappointing the season they finished the losing record, but not right. totally unexpected because of, you know, the situation. First Played year the Ravens hard that, that week 15 before those yep. last two games, too. Washington, too. They they took down to the end there um, later in the season before Matt Tobin's leg gave out. In, uh, oh, right. Scott. Yeah, Matt Carrigan got it, yeah. Uh, so I have the Eagles kind of a parallel to that. They closed the season with two NFC East wins, but they only finished 8-9. and nine. But uh, I, I put in my write-up, Jimmy, that – I have the Eagles helping to spoil the, the so the Cowboys are like they need this game. They're fighting for the playoffs, and the Eagles win it, and Washington ends up benefiting it for the second year in a row, and they become <laughs> this the first team since the 2004 Eagles to repeat as NFC East champions. Okay, I have the Cowboys. So it's kind win. of go ahead. It's 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 kind of like a nice feeling to the end of the year. It's like hey, we 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 got the Cowboys out of the playoffs. <laughs> like people are at least happy about that. Okay. Yeah, I have a loss. <laughs> just think they're going to be overmatched by the Cowboys uh, defensively. Um, so, what do you have them finishing then? So, I have them six and eleven. You got them eight and nine. See, I originally when I originally went through real quick before like thinking about it more in depth, which maybe just might be a better way to do it. Honestly, I don't know who, who maybe I started to overthink it. I think I had them around six and eleven, and that was me kind of trying to be not like generous at all. Um, I think I ended up being a little bit generous. I think that's kind of what I end up doing every year. Because even Jimmy last year, when I didn't feel good about the team, I wrote like that I had them between like nine and seven yeah. and eleven and five. Right. And that was with me. And I and I look back at that this year, and I'm like, I'm so like disappointed in myself that I didn't like lean harder into the pessimism <laughs> I felt about the team because like right. I thought they were going to be a lot worse than that. So maybe it's just that time of year, and maybe the Devonte Smith honeymoon is still lasting with me because i just wanted him so much and i feel excited and i am excited to watch him this year um but uh eight and nine i think pe- i think people should be happy that i said that because oh eight and nine like, oh, is like that's negative. that's very optimistic i i mean it's a losing well, record but, but like i think it's vegas has not i've seen vegas anywhere between i shouldn't say vegas sports books generally speaking have them uh Anywhere between like six and a half wins on the season and seven is what I've seen most common. I think I've seen seven more than six and a half. Um, a lot of those are yeah. local though, so they'll skew like they'll skew higher. Um, so uh, yeah, I have them under the seven. You have them over, obviously, but 
Yeah. So, but, but based on like the over under on win totals being six and a half or seven or whatever, yeah, for sure, eight and nine is uh, is an optimistic final record. It's possible, for sure. Like, I mean, they could they could they could have a winning record. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL. There's a situation where the Eagles' trenches stay healthy, yeah, and they're strong there, and where Hurts like builds on potential that he saw, and he ends up being like decent or pretty good, kind of is able to be effective at the least. Like Sirianni comes in and he gives this team a spark after they kind of look like, like there's a scenario. Like I don't think their best case scenario ends out super well. Even I think like their very best case scenario, they're topping out at like nine, 10 wins, like the very, very, very best, like most optimistic. Um, but I think I obviously, you know, you, you knowing how I feel about this team and the state of the franchise in general, I'm, I'm leaning towards like, if one is more likely in terms of, very bad or very good obviously leaning more towards uh very bad i think they're it's more realistic that you know they hit their floor than their ceiling but uh for right now subject to change i have them at eight and nine and i think it's interesting to think about where that puts them in the long term i think people don't want to hear it to me because i think fans rightfully so want to think every year this team has a chance to compete for the super bowl Mm -hmm. that's the point like why are you investing all this time and money and interest if you don't believe that but i think the reality is this year doesn't matter i think or at least like wins and losses aren't the most important thing this year like they usually are i think the most important thing this season is the young players develop they take a step forward. Nick Sirianni looks like a competent head coach at the very least. Like, you know, there's some promise with him and his coaching staff. And, and you go into the 2022 offseason with like, okay, like we can see some pieces here. Like they're not a finished product by any means, but like we can see them making like there's some things there, there might be something here. If we can just nail the 22 offseason with these three first round picks that we might have and, uh, you know, the money that they'll have to spend in free agency, which is more than this year. Like I think as soon as next year, they can realistically be competing for a Super Bowl again, if everything goes right, which isn't a guarantee, but I think that's like the realistic goal. Yeah. Six wins would put them at around pick like eight, nine, 10, somewhere around there. Uh, eight and nine is going to put them somewhere around like 15, 16. What do you have? Well, we don't have the schedules in front of us, but do you remember what we had for the Dolphins and the Colts? I forget, but I'm going to do those projections for BTN, <laughs> oh, okay? Jimmy, separately. I'm going to do one post for the Colts. I'm going to do their record prediction you, at some point. You're going to do it. They're going to get yep, their own and, article? Yep. And I'm going to do one roster predi- or one record prediction for the uh, Dolphins as well. So <laughs> That's great. You can look out for that at bleedingyournation.com. Over under Devontae Smith. Over. Not, n- <laughs> Nine million yards. No. 999.9 receiving yards. Over. I just, he's a killer, man. He really is. I know, I know history, like there's just his weight. Like you just, you don't see receivers at his weight do that. You don't see rookies always do that. I mean, maybe more so now than ever, but it's not a given for any given player, but I can't possibly feel more confident than I do about him. So why not lean into it? Over under nine and a half touchdowns. Uh, Touchdowns is a, is a kind of a fluky number. You know what I mean? You can have a really good receiving season and maybe there's just different, you know what I mean? He could be at like seven or six, but like have a bunch of yards. So I don't know. I'm going to take under and touchdowns, but, but you should be saving this for our, our over under podcast. 75 that we'll do and a half receptions. Uh, I'd have to, I need more context on that number. I need to like look <laughs> that one up. I don't have, I don't have a frame of reference, a great frame of reference for that off the top of okay. my head, but I'll say over. When do we do that by the way? We did that in like June last year, okay. so it's coming up. And I I kicked your butt in that. And the the, the BGN Radio listeners lost 
hard. They, oh, they, they were dead last. <laughs> you were second. Because they were like, they went all optimistic and everything. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I like was not. <laughs> so I won, I won on that. <laughs> right. I was a little more down the middle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's wrap this up, Jimmy, so we can uh, so we get this bad boy posted. Any final thoughts? By yeah. You? One other thing we should we should note here, like I touched on some uh, advantages and disadvantage of this, uh, disadvantages of the schedule. As we noted, like we recorded this a couple hours before the schedule was publicly released. So we don't know how many teams the Eagles are facing coming off their buys. Uh, and then, of course, we don't know how many opponents they are going to face like that. Like they will be the third of three straight road games. So the Eagles were just to let you know, like if you play three straight road games, the chances of winning that third road game, uh, like decrease substantially. Like for example, the Eagles played the saints last year, the saints were on their third of three straight road games and they did not look right. So like, anyway, uh, Brandon's kind of telling me to hurry up here, but we don't have that. We don't have that info right now. So we don't, we, we don't know, like the schedule could look worse depending on how many teams they're, they're playing, uh, coming off their buys. But I uh, just wanted to note that quickly before we uh, wrapped up here. All right. So go check out Kristen Roach from Roach Realtors. Go check out Righteous Fallon Craft Turkey, RighteousFallon.com. Discount code BGN15 for 15% off. Go check out WildNaturePet.com to get some dog treats for your dog who you love very much by Using the same discount code, BGN15, for 15% off. Check out the SB Nation NFL show. Rate, review, subscribe to that. Rate, review, subscribe, BGN Radio. The NFC East mixtape was delayed this week, Jimmy, because obviously the schedule came out. So we were, I know, people were clamoring. They're like, where is it? So don't worry. It's coming still. RJ and I will get together to do that since the schedule is dropping. We will react to the NFC East implications of the schedule further than we did here. Uh, also be on the lookout in the future for the Jersey number analytics podcast, because the Eagles announced rookie Jersey numbers and some changes for veterans. Ben Selak and I will eventually get to that. I kind of want to wait until the Eagles do the UDFA Jersey numbers too. So we can just get to it all. They haven't announced the UDFAs yet. That's so coming tonight. Eagles, if you're... It's coming tonight. Huh? It's coming tonight. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Great. Yes. <laughs> all right. So there you go. I don't know about Breaking Jersey news. numbers, but they're, they're, they're going to announce the signings tonight. Okay. Well, that's Wednesday for the listeners, and depending if you, on when you're, if you're listening, listening to this, and that's already been announced. That is not exciting. If you haven't, then there you go. All right, yeah. Jimmy, we'll see you later. Goodbye, everybody. PGN. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. 
Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.